Ah, cool. Backbone Takeover. My name's Nick Brown for Andy Brown for Andy Brown Town, the 14th reason the Silver Surfer Top Deck. I'll be your host. I'll be your guide over this next hour and joining me through the magical powers, the magical wonders of the internet. Adelaide's own, the same town uh, former WWE Women's Champion Rhea Ripley holds from Adelaide. Uh, the band Outsider, we have Tom, Harry and Cohen, three-fourths of Outsider as a Richmond supporter. Three out of four ain't that bad. Boys, how we doing? Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> good. Yeah, good. Can we get a little bit? I'm going to ask that again. And we're going to be, be a little bit more excited, boys. How are we doing? <laughs> good. Good. good, brilliant, Ripper. Uh, Still not very good, but we'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, outside, I have a new two-track, a necessary, and out now on Spotify, on Apple Music, on Amazon Music. Um, that's kind of new title, maybe. I don't know. Are you guys on title? Yes. Jesus. Yep, that one as well. These are fun. Yes. If anyone use these platforms, who knows? <laughs> Which is all very exciting. But also, <laughs> this episode and every episode is brought to you by Bilson's Brewery and Beachwork. Of course, use WWDOTW in the shop for 15% off your next order. And also, if you guys aren't uh, into drinking alcohol, you can buy a magical range of cordials and soft drinks and all sorts of bullshit. But if you like me and like a good gin and tonic, they have a lovely one. So go get that one. Alfred's Gin and Tonic. Tell, tell them I sent you. You won't get anything, but you know, whatever. Uh, but that being said, boys, <laughs> or with all that all out of the way, new two track, which we're very, very excited about, a necessary end. Uh, it's been out for a while, week or so. How's it all been going for you? It's been good. Honestly, like, I'll be honest to say it. Like, the response has been sick. Like, really, really stoked on on just nice messages, really. Like, yeah. that's, like, all I can sort of base it on, you know. Streaming's one thing and, you know, getting hits and things like that, but, like, getting messages from people taking the time out of their day and messaging going, Hey, like you guys all stepped up on this. That's been sick from my point of view. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that too. Like, I feel like it's been certainly the most successful release just in that. Yeah. That just that reaction from people's actual genuine comments on it rather than, you know, people going, cool, nice one. Like, yeah. like if it feels, if it, like, people's messages actually I'm just take them on so much more now, I feel. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if, like, yeah. But um, it's been it's been really solid. And you, so you guys have been kind of play. you played a few shows wherever you can, of course, with all the restrictions going on. But I want to talk to you about the Melbourne show you played a few months back. Um, fantastic reception. was a great, great show. Talk to me about that because I think, was that um, the result with Josh Hockey or was that someone else? That was absolutely yeah. That was that was Josh. Big shout out to Josh. Yeah, um, Jordan from Starve messaged me and he's like, "Hey man, like, what are you what are you thinking? Like, we're we're doing a show in Melbourne. What do you think?" And we were like, "Oh, look, we're releasing like a new single recently, or I think we just had." And um, and I was like, "Look, do you want to do a weekender?" And he's like, "Oh, let me talk to Josh." And then I got added into a chat with Josh, and they were like, "Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it as a weekender, and really boost the Starve release." And we we're like, "Look, we'll just jump on." And it was, it was unreal. Like I took your criticism on pretty well going, being first show back, I was a bit sort of stagnant <laughs> on the stage and I was like, all right, noted first show back in yeah. ages. Yep. I'm going to move more. And then Adelaide sort of, yeah, turned it around a little bit more and they were both sick to be honest. It's always really nice to, I mean, first, first time playing interstate. So obviously there was, I don't think anyone had really, anyone at all had seen us before. So we had, heaps of fresh faces coming up to us afterwards and saying, hey, cool set, which is very, very cool. Um, instead of the same 
same five people in Adelaide, which is nice. <laughs> I got my set list taken. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> And you obviously you did the two the two shows and you went back to Adelaide. Um, can you now say that you had a better reception in Adelaide than Starve, or did Starve kind of take the cake there as well? Their reception was sick. Yeah, I'll be honest. Yeah. Their reception was sick. It was very, very cool to see. Um, talking to a few people, I think they said it was like similar, which is cool. It was a massive like cool. Like I'm glad that we're able to say that it was similar. Um, yeah. But no, it was honestly as a package, like the the three bands that did both of it, like with Infinite Illusion as well, like as a part, I feel like everything was really sick, like lined on for like the crowd of everyone. And not only that, you're coming back down to Melbourne, October 9, for Perish Fest. So I want to get this lineup out. We've got Diamond Construct, Starve, Life's Ill, Vatic, Outsider, Future Static, Ghost Seeker, and Blight. Um, another Josh Hockey creation, as I'm going to call it from now on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, it's huge, guys. That's a massive bill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I, in, I saw both of you just fucking looking at me. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it, that one's dope. Um Josh pitched that to us, obviously, as well. And we are obviously good friends with a few of the people on that lineup and stuff. And he like pitched it to us and we were just like a yes straight up, uh, particularly after that last show. We're heaps keen to get back over there. And for a lineup like that, you couldn't say no. So fingers crossed we don't have any issues getting there. October, hopefully, it's a little smoother. But yeah, yeah that's how it goes. Absolutely. And it's the day after my birthday, so I'm going to have extra drinks for that one. Yes, uh, we've obviously a necessary end, a two track, a why two track? Why not push for an EP? Why not push for a double LP? Uh, what's the, what's the reasoning there? So it's because we're sitting on our double LP at the moment, which is a surprise <laughs> yeah. actually. with all the vinyl variants. Yes. <laughs> it started as a single. Um, we went to do the usual outsiders going to drop one single a year kind of situation. And <laughs> <laughs> And then, so it's Josh, an marketing strategy. Yeah. Um, Josh, our new guitarist, had like a riff sitting in his session. He's got this session on Logic that's just like a gazillion songs long. And he, and he hit play on this riff and we all kind of went, oh, hang on a second, like play that riff again. And that then over a few weeks turned into, into disgust. And we kind of went, hey, we've always wanted to do a short punchy song to open an EP or a two track or something that's kind of like a bonus. Like it's not... Yeah. The focus of the whole thing, the focus was definitely doing disgust, but decay, decay, decay. Sorry, yes, <laughs> the focus was decay, and then we threw disgust on it at the start to be like, all right, let's just throw it out there, and if people fuck with it, they fuck with it. If they don't, it's there for a minute ten. Like, let's see if we can get some more ears on it. Absolutely, and it's something I want to talk to you guys about. I always try and talk to this when I get an Adelaide band on. I don't know why, but I find your scene in particular fascinating just over the years kind of thing like melbourne i know melbourne like the back of my hand sydney i don't give a shit about and brisbane no one cares about brisbane so like adelaide for whatever reason i have this weird affiliation with um you guys have kind of been in the scene for a while but you also grew up somewhat in the scene talk to me about like the changes that have happened in adelaide and like kind of the peaks and the the highs and the lows of it i feel as if my peak of watching just adelaide scene stuff was through like the top tier part of melodic hardcore probably like five years ago yep. when hindsight ambleside sleep talk were all at their most active stage back then and still just playing like cranker or like back when unibar was actually a dirty dive bar because now it's like a nice bar on the ground floor now um and just seeing shows like that just packed on like a monthly basis 
was so sick and probably like the peak for me because yeah they just sort of died off after that a little bit i think they're still bands sleep talk obviously but and we'll sudden uh hindsight aren't doing all that much um but then yours is a bit different to probably like mine going mm-hmm. like i went straight hardcore medical scene and you came in through that melodic sort of yeah like, just like punk and melodic hardcore was definitely how I got more like involved in Adelaide scene at least and how I met everyone and eventually, unfortunately, this lot. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Tom? You started, you said you went more hardcore metalcore. What were the bands that kind of got you in? Um, I guess just being mates with like meeting Nathan from 23 through my little brother and then going, okay, there's more to shows than your Bring Me's in, your Of Mice and Men in, your Amity's and A Day to Remember and all that sort of stuff, like your Soundwave sort of you know, lineups, there's the local scene. And I went, oh, okay. Like, so I came into it really late. And so, yeah, when we started outside, I'd been in the local scene for probably like six months before that. And then met people at shows like Matt Harry through Kyle, who I met through Nathan and Joel and, and all that sort of stuff. And then went, all right, like I'm going to these like, yeah, metalcore, hardcore hybrid sort of shows with like Brain Freeze and Falsifer and 23 and Morve and, and that's where I went, okay, like, this is sick. Like, this is actually really cool. And everyone's clicking and becoming friends and things like that. And then COVID happened and, and it kind of got really weird because everyone sort of didn't go to shows. So everyone stopped talking a little bit and sort of, I don't know, everything sort of fizzled out a little bit. But I feel like now that things are lifting back off again, everyone's starting to chat and getting the groove back together. And, you know, Relapse are putting music out. and We're putting music out, Falsifer are putting you know shows on and stuff like that interstate and in Perth. So everyone's kind of going, okay, let's get this happening again. Like we're putting more shows on the hardcore scene, like the, the proper hardcore scene in Adelaide is booming at the moment with like Tunnel Vision and No Peace and and all these other bands that we haven't played shows with before, but besides Tunnel Vision. And that seems sick as well. So I'm spending a lot of time talking to those guys and going to the hardcore shows, which is which is very cool as well. So there's a lot going on. But we just need like bigger interstate shows and tours to come through and not do the usual like how you get a Thursday show because pre-sales don't sell and things like that. And I think like it like we can bring it back really, really strong with support from inter- like interstate tours and things like that. We just got to be given a shot again now and we can like Adelaide will come back really strong. It is very like. As in Melbourne especially, it feels very, I don't want to say clicky, but there are a lot of different facets of the scene. Like there's kind of the band, like the bands who fuck with drag aren't the bands who fuck with drown the city, we'll say. Like they're yeah. just different kind of areas, different kind of audiences. Is that is there like that in Adelaide or is it everyone's very much more in a, like a tighter click? It's getting better. For a while there, it did feel like, you know, you're real like, like old school hardcore, like in New York hardcore and stuff like that style bands. They like, would kind of stick to themselves and there wasn't many like cross like like kind of um mixed bills and stuff like that but i feel like the kind of movement that we were trying to start a few years ago like with like just the big camaraderie with with all the bands i suppose like everyone was trying to reach out to each other for a while there like 2018 2019 that was when all that skull gang shit was going around and stuff like that. Like it was just like a big, big family, but um, yeah, everyone's kind of starting to cross over again, which is really cool. Like it, it did feel a little clicky for a little, like a little bit there, but it certainly got a lot better recently again, which is cool. Yeah. And I wanna, uh, 
Sorry, you're up. Oh, I was going to say, like, Jesse from No Peace posted something on his story the other day, I think it was, and he was like, yo, like, it's up to us to bring it back. Like, you know, as a hardcore mentality, you've got to look after, like, the young kids coming through. So there's this new wave of young kids coming through, like, signals, and, you know, yeah. that, that 16, yes. 17, 18-year-old yeah. crew, and they're bringing all their friends in, and they're going to shows for the first time now that COVID's sort of, quote-unquote, moving on, and it's up to us and you know all the other bands that have been around for three four years to go okay like that's cool you like come in but we're going to show you the pit respect and you know how to run a show and things like that so they're asking me questions all the time and i'm giving them what i've learned from other bands that were headlining shows that we were opening and going okay like it's up to us so what sorry what i was going to say jesse said is like it's up to us to teach the next kids coming through on how to do it so that it doesn't die and it's a very hardcore mentality, but like without guys like him, you know, from the other crews, like the older crew, like the 618 sort of thing from back in the day, telling us what to do, it just, it'll go away. You got to look out for each other kind of pretty much. And you say that like, um, yeah, in Melbourne, there are very few all ages shows. And like, I've always kind of said how much that's kind of hurt the scene, especially the ones coming up. If you're in high school why would you get in a metalcore band you can't go to a fucking show like yeah. unless it's like a big band you know you can only reach for the stars in that sense and that kind of transitions into going into a mosh pit and that like you go to a local show and they're all going hard as fuck and you don't know what's going on you don't understand the etiquette because you're you don't want to go there it's, it's violent it can be very i don't know it can be a bit dangerous for some people yeah and you kind of mentioned before about pre-sales and it's always been a weird thing <laughs> about adelaide no one buys pre-sales in adelaide where does that stem from because like we've just like somebody once told me it i've just ran with that idea for the past three years and i don't know what it's what actually where it comes from and when it actually started i, I think people just don't buy tickets and they yeah. go we can get it on the door i really don't know it's a strange mentality i think people from adelaide just have got a just i don't know a bit of stick for it because they're just like no big bands play adelaide anyway because of the airport curfew rah, rah, rah. <laughs> so i'm not gonna go to any fucking shows uh, give me a door spot you dicks uh, <laughs> i remember when i when i came out adelaide a year or two ago um tom was picking me up from the airport and i i made i made sure i told him like i'm in terminal one and tom's like there's only one fucking <laughs> terminal, <laughs> terminal, <laughs> like, typ- terminal one <laughs> typical melbourne it was like, the I'm best like, message you're like yeah 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 just meet me out the front of terminal one and i was like okay i'll see you there <laughs> yeah, I'll start, i don't get lost uh tom i do have a few questions for you specifically mate um you went to europe a few years ago what was the most overrated and underrated place you visited oh dad's gonna kill me for this it was latvia <laughs> oh no <nah>. my <laughs> my family's latvian and i went there and i thought i was gonna die and then like <laughs> properly i was like i'm gonna get kidnapped like the mark the mafia is coming for me because like my whole childhood my grandma and my dad have been like nah it's scary don't go back and i went there being like yeah cool this is like the homeland and day one so scary day two sick so so sick um <laughs> yeah no nah, i i think i probably that i'll get really cancelled from my own family for saying it but i need to know about your uh your alter ego of being like this bmx cycling god like a few years back i don't know if you still do it but like <laughs> it, you were just like you were doing motocross shit and you're doing all these like bmx racing like did you get close to the olympics or what uh yeah kind of pretty pretty well um i did i was one of the lycra donning shaved legs guys but um <laughs> But did I saw it, a couple of the outfits. I yeah, yeah, they were tight. 
No, I um <laughs> I, I used to race BMX and then I ended up jumping on a tandem with a vision impaired guy. Um me on yeah. the front, obviously. Yes. Um uh, basically to do this whole sort of road to Rio program um through the Sports Institute here to try and go, yeah, basically to the Rio Paralympics. Um and yeah, spent four years basically straight after the Olympics before that we jumped on and spent yeah four years pretty much gunning to try and get to the Paralympics and just missed wow. out um which didn't happen and then kind of yeah hung that up and started screaming is that the is that the guy that you did uh you won the tw- 2013 tandem state road champions with that is that is thank that you is. for stalking my Instagram and Facebook extensively because <laughs> it's all still there if anyone wants to look at me in Lycra. Oh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's <laughs> like a mine of gold. Uh, a couple more for you in particular. Uh, were you as disappointed in Blink-182's Soundwave set uh, as everyone else or did you enjoy it? Oh, I loved it. I, I flew to <laughs> Melbourne. I, I loved it. I flew to Melbourne and saw them, I think it was the week before in, is it like the Sydney Meyer Music Bowl? Is that what it's called? Yeah. 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 I went and saw that with a bunch of mates there and i was like this is sick i'm i was really pissed off because we were up the back we didn't get tickets to the front so then when Soundwave happened like the week later i made sure i was right at the front and i was like yeah you know what this is cool i like this is the sickest day of my life i will say like i as someone who wasn't still aren't but like wasn't a fan at all of link i kind of waited there because metallica were next on that stage yeah so I had to wait a long time for them and i thought they were great and then every every person i talked to like jack from void said that they were really disappointing and everyone else they just go they, they were shit and i'm like oh fine everyone's like there wasn't a travis travis barker i'm like just listen to any fucking mgk song he's on every one of those anyway yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly you hear him enough now nah they were like the <laughs> band for me they got me into music so like seeing that i was like you know what they could have played like trash and i would have been like this is still the best day yeah. of my life i don't care and last word for you house versus hurricane or hand of mercy <sighs> don't do that <laughs> um you've torn his world apart yeah hang on how, how do you answer that <laughs> You went to their final show, didn't you? House vs. Hurricane. Yeah, yeah, and I think I went to Hand of Mercy's. Maybe. Nah, Hand of Mercy. Yeah. No. <laughs> nah, I don't. House vs. Hurricane, because because Dan, their like second vocalist, is from Adelaide. So let's go House vs. Hurricane. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Yeah. From Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> Harry, to you. Um, talk to me about appropriate FIFA etiquette. <laughs> um... <laughs> You have done a deep dive, bro. <laughs> wow. I couldn't um, I couldn't actually fucking watch the video because it's all been it's all privated, which is I'm furious on. <laughs> but, but there's like all these videos that you like posted in like this little sequence of about three weeks or something, and I was like, these are all fucking gold. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> um yeah, so we like to take our FIFA etiquette relatively seriously. I think it's slackened off. <laughs> Slackened off a little bit um, uh, as, as we've got older and alcohol's been involved. But, um, no, uh, yeah, I mean, I've stopped. The better I've got at FIFA, I've stopped ripping on people for their etiquette because it's just funny to watch them get angry at me. Um, but if yeah. they do start beating me, then I will bring them down to bring, bring them down to my etiquette level. Um yeah, there's there's a couple of do's and don'ts, but um, yeah. FIFA... Can we go? Can we go through a couple? Because like right now, I would say if you get FIFA 22 whenever that comes out and pick PSG, I think that's probably a bit of a no-no, right? That was what I was just about to say. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> P- no PSG allowed in FIFA 22. Um, um, no parking the bus. Yeah. That's also illegal. 
Um, <laughs> I don't even know what you're saying right now. <laughs> what is that? It's, it's just deep defense. I want to say it to Josh Hockey next time I'm talking to it. I want to park the bus in our FIFA games. Absolutely, do it. Um, and uh, don't use your parents' money to buy coins on uh, FIFA <laughs> Ultimate Team. <laughs> That's a clap. I've got a mate who I reckon probably a couple of FIFAs ago, he would have spent at least two grand on Ultimate Team. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, and he's like, yeah. And I still ask him to this day, was it worth it? He's like, absolutely. I felt so good for that like six month period. He reckons he was a God. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't buy FIFA 21. And people come around my house. They're like, why don't you have FIFA 21? And I was like, because I am financially unstable. to fucking <laughs> do that right now because I will spend thousands of dollars on it. Not even joking. Are you, are you, so you kind of consider yourself quite a decent player then? Yeah. I th- I like to think I'm relatively good. Josh Hockey wants to wants to have a crack at that, but <laughs> Ooh. okay. I haven't played in a while. I I used to be that guy who's like everyone would say they're good, and then I'd beat them four 0 and I was like, okay, this is pretty easy. <laughs> me and my mate were like super competitive, so we got we just naturally got good at it. And I guess I'm thinking at least from what I kind of did my deep diving. You're an Everton fan, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how how'd that come to be? Um, I, my parents are, uh, British and they came over to Australia. We didn't have any like kind of immediate family over here. So another family that were in a similar situation, we would have Christmas together and they were Everton fans. So I've, I've been in Everton jerseys for Christmas presents since I was, since yeah. I could, yeah, barely walk, but yeah. Any chance to, uh, of, you know. Europe this year, I guess. I don't know. Like, your Everton aren't really looking too great. Uh, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We had a good win, first win on the weekend, but um, I, I did turn it off after we conceded. Not, not because I fell asleep, but um, but uh, I watched the replay in the morning after I found we won 3 1. But um, <laughs> wouldn't have rewatched it if it turned out otherwise. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm waiting for the Harry Kane to be sold from Spurs and I'm going to be fucking furious when that happens. Uh, and lastly for you, uh, what was it like seeing the Amity Affliction for the 10th time in Glasgow, Scotland? Yeah, it was, it was, it, I don't remember it. <laughs> I'm honest with you. Um, I got a couple of great, nah, actually the videos I took were horrific as well. Um, that night was crazy because the actual shows were insane, but straight from the path played, and it was like it was in the O2, which holds like thousands of people. And uh, yeah, they played to like maybe a hundred people. And then um, wow. I was talking to Drew and fuck, what's Dragon next name? Anyway, Anthony. Anthony. I was talking to Drew and Anthony. Just, just they were just chilling in the smoking area out the back, like, and I and I was very drunk, and I would have been. <laughs> Such a pest. I actually have this video of me like selfie mode, just walking up to the bar where Drew York was standing, and I just walked up to him and I'm just like, hey. <laughs> they just walked away. It was it was it was shocking. That was a uh, that's that why we didn't get their support after they played Unified. That's exactly <laughs> why. That's exactly why. Um I re- <laughs> but yeah. I remember back in like um it was good things 2019 and they did the Brisbane. I went to the Brisbane one as well, got invited up there and was at the after party and I was talking to one of the Enter Shikari guys. And I just remember, like, I had that moment, just like you probably had it maybe maybe afterwards, but you're like, I'm that annoying drunk cunt. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. that guy who's, like, being annoying. And I just kind of stopped and I was like, have a good night. I just turned away and went because I was like, I'm asking useless questions. I'm no banter right now. If you, if you saw his face in the video, though, he's just like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, but yeah, no, I somehow got the last train home, which I don't recall. I, I completely yeah. blacked out, which is very dangerous in Glasgow, Scotland, um, and took an hour train ride home and woke up in the morning and I was like, oh, fuck. How did Amity go last night? I was like, shit. <laughs> shit. That's but so uh, yeah, no, it was good atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cohen, uh, I gotta ask, mate. You've been going on. You've been saying potatoes are the most underrated vegetable, <laughs> and I gotta. First of all, potatoes are the like most sensibly rated. They're the best, but everybody knows they're the they best. go with everything. You talk about like you talk about like potato bake being really great. It is, but everything with potatoes is great. And uh, you also say there should be a national potato day if there is one. What date should it be? Oh, look. Well, for, first of all, before we get on that far, I, I did actually have someone argue potatoes versatility with me only last week. And she said when we were contemplating things we were going to cook on the weekend, she said, not potato bake. And I said, what do you mean? <laughs> and it did it did actually start a bit of a bit of an argument, a few yeah, sort of discrepancies there. But that all got sorted out and we did make potato bake in the end and it was bussing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what day? I don't know. It's got to have an eight in it. Oh, so it's potato day. Yeah, oh, okay. eight o. Eighth of August. Yeah, probably that. That'd be eight the closest. Oh, eight. So it's like, so there's a zero and an eight in there. So national potato day. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, what if if potato is the number one vegetable? What's the uh, what's the distant second? Oh. So there's not many others that are really that high up there for me. I'm not going to lie. What do you think of sweet potato? They're like down bottom. Oh. They're down there with Ooh. mushroom and pumpkin. Oh, oh no, no. Oh, oh my God. No. No. Two and three. All right. We're well, looking for a new basis, right? So <laughs> a necessary end sounded really good with DI bass. <laughs> <laughs> I can be replaced that easily with a computer. <laughs> so pu- pumpkin's my two, mushroom's my three. What's your two then? What? Oh, probably cucumber. Good, good veggie. What? Yeah, just like a raw cucumber. On a, like I could actually eat that shit on a summer's day. Why do you ask this question? Fair yeah, day. Look, I, I regret it. <laughs> <laughs> Every answer's been shit. <laughs> nah, uh, and uh, the other one I have for you, Cohen, uh, did you end up getting that Groove in the Moo ticket back in 2019? And if oh. so, how, how oh. was Billie Eilish? Yeah, re- really, really funny story, that one in the end. Um, I did get a ticket. Which yes. was sick, just off some random marketplace and didn't get scammed like every other story I've heard off marketplace. So <laughs> uh, that was pretty sick. Um, but I actually got knocked out during Trophy Eyes set somehow. During tro- this was American Dream era. And so um, I got KO'd and was in the med tent for majority of the day because they didn't let me out because I might have been slightly too intoxicated to be let out on my own. <laughs> to be sort of, uh, what would you say, just on my own. But they they kept me in there for a while because they said, please let me stay until Billy. They agreed. <laughs> and I went out by myself <laughs> after being in there for probably like six, seven hours, watched Billy's set, and it was absolutely epic. And I just <laughs> left by myself. So, you know, <laughs> day was done. That was just all I had to do on my to-do list. So it was ticked off. I was I was a happy man. I'm a big Billy fan, so I'm kind of jealous you got to see that. That's actually, that's very, very cool. Yeah, and that was the only opportunity we've had in Adelaide to see her. So I was like, 
that was sick. It's ticked off. It'd be dope to see like a proper arena show like she did afterwards in Sydney and Melbourne. And so yeah. that that's certainly uh, hopefully can happen over the next couple of years. But yeah, we'll see because she's up there and with like, my top three of all time. You also, ooh, who's your who's your other two? Uh, probably just like Kublai and Boston <laughs> Manor. <laughs> yeah, Kublai, Kublai. Kublai. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same. <laughs> And in 2017, you will talk. You once said that you had to go to a unify, um, especially after seeing that trophy eyes video of the crowd singing back. Um, have you been to a unify since? Yes, uh, I was at the 2019, and <laughs> what? Yeah, no, I remember. Like we barely knew each other at that point. Oh yeah, that was funny. <laughs> that, that was the 2021. So I have been. I've been to two now. Yeah. Um, and that was like the first sort of one where, because that was well before I was part of any music scene or anything like that. And I had to convince all of my very normal friends. Normie? That I was trying to avoid the worst. <laughs> yeah. To come to an alternate camping festival. And um, I found a group in the end, all guys, which I weren't that good of friends with at the time. And we ended up being like really good mates afterwards. It was a sick time. Uh, and yeah, made it to both that one and 2020 and ended up uh, actually camping with, you know the outsider guys 23 relapse and half an anti-client yeah. there and now we're all you know playing shows together and stuff so it's sick and congratulations on your unify announcement on on thursday as well it's really really big effort <laughs> oh cut that out we weren't going to do yeah. announcements <laughs> I, leaked, I leaked us on parish fest we can't do it on this one now <laughs> <laughs> and how's actually um juggling outsider in uh agapantha uh it works very well because Tom is at all of our Aga stuff anyway. So <laughs> yeah. um, it like that seriously does help so much because as soon as we have a, like a show come up or something, we just message him just like, Hey, you keen to come out? Cause he um, does a lot of our media stuff or when Kenny, our bassist can't make it, he's filled in on bass a couple of times. So um, it works out really well in that regard. We've got like a shared Google calendar that only Harry and I use and no one else. <laughs> yeah, um, shut up, idiot. And a shared frag <laughs> space as well. Now we just moved into this like yeah. this abandoned office building at this warehouse that my my father kind of rents out. And yeah, we've kind of all just crashed in here now. So it's it's like one big no. family, really. And so, who are the? I guess like coming through, you know, that next lot you were talking about Adelaide bands before. But in general, who are the bands you guys are seeing that uh, we should be keeping an eye on? Signals. Yep. Yeah, for, for heavier <laughs> stuff, sure. definitely signals. Um, no. For like punk, I would say definitely Teenage Jones, but I don't think that's a shock to anyone. Yeah, that's they're they're killing it at the moment. Um, I like sports car. I love sports car actually. I'm very fine with Yellow Maserati. Yellow Maserati is a great song. I do prefer Out of Time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're both good songs. I like them both. So sick. They got two songs out and they both fucking slap. So, yeah. Definitely. What's the band name? Sorry. Sports, Sports Car. Sports Car. It's like half uh, reactions, half sleep. Yeah. Ball, like, so in a pop nice. band. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Lockie and um, what's his name? The drummer from Michael Bolletti. No, 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 no. The drummer from Reactions is now playing guitar. And forgive me, I can't remember his name right now. Um, yeah, so they're from Reactions and then, yeah, um, the drummer of Sleep Talk and the guitarist of Sleep Talk, yep. yeah, have formed this, like, what, pop? 
Yeah, just guitar pop like, band. Guitar band, and it's sick. Who are your predictions for Unify on Thursday? Hopefully Bloom. I want to see Bloom on a stage yeah. that big. Yeah, I get a feeling very much Bloom. Yeah. Um, Hellions. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> like, it'd be cool to see them, whether it's like a Thursday night sort of thing or whether it's like a opening main stage or something. I think like they're absolutely booming at the moment. So I think they deserve it, to be honest. Yeah. I hope Void are on it. Yeah, yeah for, for after the I don't know if the <clears throat> teasers were actually for new music or if it was just a different style for that tour. I hope it's new music. I think it is, yeah. Yeah. I, when I, I talked to Jack earlier this year, did an interview with him, and he said that absolutely there's going to be new music before the end of the year. So I don't know what context that would be if it's just a single or something bigger. But um, I'm very excited. I've heard like everyone every time I talk to like or I get a comment from like James or something, it's like it's just the new Blade soundtrack, and I'm like, cool, Blade's not coming out for an extra two years, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but uh look we got unify coming up and i guess you guys look at that as some sort of uh kind of goal some, some something that's achievable i look at um a lot of bands from adelaide and i kind of i wonder like you know sometimes when you're booking unifies they always just kind of lean on the melbourne bands if you had to pick one adelaide band just to kind of almost represent in some sort of like royal rumble event which adelaide band would you pick i'd probably go sleep talk again because they did it and they were sick Yes, they were. Yeah. They were sick. But that that's an easy answer. That's like like I don't know. Yeah, I'd say I'd say Ambleside. They've been yeah. sitting on content for so long and all of their shows have been huge ever. So to see them play a festival stage would be pretty sick. So I'd probably and they got a good following in Melbourne as well. Every time they play down here, they get a really good yeah. good turnout. Yeah. So they're one of those bands for sure. I don't know how. How do you give a really good answer without just like saying your friends' bands as well? Like, yeah, or your know. own band. Like, <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's it hasn't been on my radar over like COVID and things like that of thinking like, yeah, this is a achievable goal in the last in the next twenty so twenty four hours next year. Um, so I don't know. Like, unless I actually did have like Teenage Jones on, <clears throat> they would be sick yeah, for it. Yeah. If they and open it up like to a heavy scene as well, which they could definitely still ease into for sure. A couple more questions before we get out, guys. Uh, dream feature for someone to jump on the outsider song. Who you got? Honeycut from Kublai. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or Billie Eilish. Yeah, yes. Billy. Either or. <laughs> Same, track. <laughs> Same track. I think we, we agree on this all the time. Just Tyler from Traders. Yeah. Tyler Shelton. Yeah. I'd like. Did you, um, did you look into reaching out for for this two track, or wasn't really? He is on. He is on featured X. We Could, did throw it out there, like we threw it out there for disgust. To be honest, being a bit more of like a slower, moshier song, yeah. we're like, "Yo, this is this is a part for a feature," and then we kind of just didn't. Yeah. Um, I'd like Travis X Varials, like erase me, Travis. I think that'd be yeah. sick because I'm a big Varials fan. That's probably like that or like Brendan Murphy, mm. like would just be like in end style would yeah. always be cool. Yeah, for sure. I love Brendan Murphy. How about you? What do you, who do you want to see on our, on yeah. our next song? I want to know. Um, I wouldn't mind. Okay. I'll go Australian. I'll go international. I'd love, I'd like to see someone like Drew York on a, on a, uh, outsider song. I can eat, add a bit, a bit of like a bit of groove to it. It'd yeah. be cool to see him or hear him on like some really heavy stuff. Cause yeah. it's been like, yeah. Obviously, like the normal stray stuff. I don't know if you've listened to much of JJ before, but there's him uh, singing on Cupid Mist, and it sounds so good, which Harry yeah. got me onto. 
So then the other end of the spectrum and just hear some super heavy stuff I mean, from him. He was on cool. Out of Control album by Gideon and that was pretty sick. Like he was on Too Close and that was cool. And then he did like that Void song, right? Was that the start of Children of Chrome or after Children of Chrome? I think it was right at the start. I yeah. Think. And like, that was sick. That was very cool. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I digress. Uh, what? Yeah, who other else? Than, other than that, I'd like to see either Geordie from Starve, because I think he's one of the best vocalists in the country. Yeah. Uh, or... Or Booker from Make Them Suffer, just because I think Booker does really cool. Just makes every song seem a little bit cooler. Yeah. yeah. I, I hit Jordan up like two years ago, I think. And I was like, yep, feature. Like this was right after we got Sean from Daybreak on Blood. I think it was for our next single. We were talking about doing it on like, so I hate, we wrote a heap of stuff and then we didn't end up releasing it, but I've been talking to him for a while about it. So it's like, it's yeah. not something that's not on the cards, but it just hasn't been like hit up for this release. So it'd be very, very cool. I, I talked to Jordan a lot and I do love him dearly. So it'd be very cool. I'm, I'm surprised Jordan isn't asked on like every new bands for a feature, like just like for the local bands coming up. Like, I don't know if there's this weird thing where you have to go for a certain threshold of bands have to be like a certain size before you start getting them on features. But I'm like, if you have someone that strong who can add that kind of element, I'd get Jordy on every fucking track that I yeah, remember, yeah, honestly, well. like why not? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He's a freak. No, the first time we went to Melbourne, we stayed with, we didn't actually know him at the time. We oh Darcy yeah. We didn't from know him. And um, that was when Starve just started. I think they'd done like maybe like four or five pracs. And um, he was showing us his videos. This, 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 like... this, 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 this big bearded man just coming outside, just like, and I'd never like heard of like Tunnel Throat or stuff like that before. And he was just like talking to Tom and they were just having vocalist chat. And then they were just going <laughs> <laughs> back and forth to each other. It was fucking incredible. He showed me this like video on YouTube. So... Being like, I just found this guy on YouTube and he does this really fucked up Tunnel Throat thing. And he's just like doing it. I'm like, <laughs> I yell, like I literally yell, what are you doing? And like talking to him, he's like, no, 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 do this. And that helped. But I was like, who are you? And then it's yeah. clicked, like, you know, a year or so later, like talking to him as like Jordan from Starve. He's like, yeah, you stayed like at my house with Darcy from Anticline. Like, I know who you are. I was like, I know who you are now. Like, yeah. It's all come full circle. Well, like three years ago, Geordie was that guy who would like go to every show and he'd get all these mic grabs and singers. I, if I was a singer, I wouldn't give it to him because he always sounded better than the actual singer. Like you, you <laughs> yeah. mic grabs are for people who can't sing, right? They you give it to him. They go, ah, and it's like, ah, yeah, it's all fun and all that shit. You're not supposed to give it to someone good. And Geordie yeah. would just get it, know, know every word and just piggy it all. And I was just like, <laughs> this guy's unbelievable. Yep. For a while, like Nathan used to call him the best man who's not in a band. And then he finally got a fucking band and it's like, Thank God they're fucking awesome. So yeah. it's like fantastic in that way. Yeah. Uh, two more before you go. What's uh, what's your like aversion? You jumped on Triple J and they went, okay, look, do a song. What are you going for? I really should have thought about this answer because I felt like it was probably coming and I should have <laughs> thought about it. I don't know. I'd love to do All My Friends by Knock Loose. Anything oh, yeah. like old Knock Loose. What, but acoustic? Yes. Like <laughs> Acoustic guitars and Cahoon. Yeah. Um, I'd love to do like a fucking, just a real curve or like a Tame Impala song or something yeah. like that. Like, just like, just do, 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 do. <laughs> That'd be wild. I, I like the, um, the idea of, um, what's that Billy song? Um, you should see me in the crown. That yeah. one where it has that big yeah. kind of step drop. I reckon that could go real fucking hard. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. I don't like, 
the way that Hellions did Adore, like by Amy yeah. Shark, I don't think that any band will come close to that in my eyes of like a heavy band doing a soft cover. Like yeah. that's where I set the level. Like if we were to ever do it, I want something to be that good. So I honestly, yeah. I got no idea. It always feels like heavy bands are handicapped a little bit when they go on for a like a version. It's like walking like Northlane did get free by the vines. Great song. They did a decent effort at it, but like the original was pretty good and it was a pretty like for like cover. But it's like, do you take a, a really poppy song? Do you go like Britney Spears and you just heavy that up? Or no one's gonna fucking know what the original song is, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Like something from like story so far or something, something fun yeah. and just put it a bit like heavy or something like that. Yeah. It would be fun, like real into that music. Absolutely. It'd be cool. And last one for you guys before we get out. Uh, if you were to join Slipknot, what would your Slipknot mask look like? Cool. I wrapped someone's head at work today in like plastic wrap. So I'd probably just plastic wrap my head. So <laughs> talking about like burglar masks, I actually did that today. So yeah, watch me walk just, around with like- put like an air, an air hole. Yeah, just a couple in the nostril and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> None in the mouth. Nah, my vocals would probably sound cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> I make a Shrek mask <laughs> completely out of like just like solid metal too. Like it just like <laughs> folds like in the middle, so it just comes out like it's like a like a like a huge cage just around my head, but it's Shrek. I like that. That's pretty good. I feel the same. What? How do you like, back that up? I just the only way I could do that is just to follow in his footsteps and make a titanium donkey out there. <laughs> <laughs> Post up next year and use myself as the keg. But other other than that, I mean, yeah, we just use our own like like metal helmets as the dong. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> Outsider, a necessary end is out now on all streaming platforms. I want to thank you, Tom, Harry, and Cohen for being here today. Uh, is there anything you guys want to say before we get out? Um, we're going to show in two weeks. So, which, well, less, two, week less than, week next and weekend. Next weekend. 28th of August. Fingers crossed everything goes well. Um, yeah. Shout out to Vatic. Vatic was supposed to come over for it. They're in lockdown and we got the email a couple of days ago, which is yeah. really shit. Um, we got lucky, Falsifer, we were supposed to play with them at Dreg and we hit them up being like, hey, Dreg's cancelled, your Melbourne show's cancelled, do you want to jump onto our show? And they said yes yesterday. So wow. they jumped onto that. So a massive thank you to them for keeping the show going. So we just hope that it can happen. So Exhuminator, Tunnel Vision, Falsifer, Outsider. Yeah, like really hope it happens. But like honestly support all those bands and support you know every band that is touring and cancelling tours at the moment. Like Dreg rescheduled three times and had to pull the pin the other day like yeah. support them they've just released new music like i don't know that's my thing i, I can't say it enough so just support everyone and like when people are supporting us like i notice it i notice it when people share it and don't tag us and i see it on their stories and it honestly means the world so do it for every band you like because it means everything